This is episode 66 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today, Sharon Wilharm joins us to talk about praying through the storms. The best I could determine, it's been like over a dozen hurricanes or tropical storms that we were somehow affected by. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Christian Travelers, so glad that you are here. We have an exciting guest, Sharon. Many of us have experienced some storms in our lives, but not many of us have lived through natural disasters. Sharon will be sharing some of those stories tonight, but before we dive into that, I want to once again point you to our website, christiantravelers.net. There you will find other faith and travel resources, along with links to our Facebook group, Instagram, and of course, our other podcast episodes and our most recent edition, Pinterest. Uh, but without further ado, Sharon joins us tonight, and through the years, she has worn many hats filmmaker, blogger, writer, ministry leader, speaker, and now podcast host. The common thread through all of them is her love for telling stories that inspire and encourage women in their walk with the Lord. Hi, Sharon. How's it going? Doing great. Thanks. Awesome. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, well, you covered a lot of it. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting when you're talking about the natural disasters. And I was thinking last night, trying to think of how many natural disasters I've been in. And the best I could determine, it's been like over a dozen um, hurricanes or tropical storms that we were somehow affected by. And then I don't know how many tornadoes that hit the area, not necessarily right over us, but, you know, we're in our area where we were right near um, the devastation. And so I seem to attract storms. Goodness, that is a lot. Um, so have most of them been hurricanes and tornadoes or has it been other things as well? No, that's it. Yeah, I've been fortunate. No earthquakes or monsoons. Well, I guess hurricanes and monsoons would be the same thing. Um, yeah, no volcanoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where did you live that you encountered so many of these natural disasters? Well, I grew up in Destin, Florida, which is on the Gulf Coast uh, and Panhandle area of Florida. And, you know, when you live right there, anytime a hurricane gets into the Gulf, you never know whether it's going to hit you, you know, because they have a hard time of predicting, is it going to go to New Orleans? Is it going to go to Tampa? Is it going to go in between? Sometimes they roll along the coast. And so you just always have to be prepared anytime that a hurricane came into the Gulf. Oh, goodness. Can you kind of explain a few of these experiences for us? What did that, what all happened? So growing up in Destin, uh, I thought that hurricanes were just the most fun thing ever because they would close the schools and we would have to like pack up all of our, like we were going on a trip, but we were just going into Fort Walton where the Gulf Power Building was. And we would pile into my dad's work van show up at the building with all the other employees. And it was just the most fun for us kids because 
the moms would pack all these snacks and cookies and junk food and the kids would have our board games and we would all just gather together and play everyone's games and eat everybody's food. And, you know, I just thought it was fun. And even when the hurricanes would hit, the building was built to withstand any storms. And so it was so cool because we could stand there with these giant glass windows and we could see the storm outside, but we were perfectly safe. And so it wasn't until I, I was an adult that I realized that, you know, hurricanes aren't nearly as much fun as I remembered them. But as a kid, they were great. Yeah, getting to get together with everyone like that had to be fun. Did the parents seem fearful at all or were they pretty calm as well? You know, I honestly have no idea because, I didn't, you know, like I guess they were scared. I don't know. I guess I was just so caught up in my children's world that it didn't occur to me that it would because they would always, like, we would have flooding, but we didn't have any major damage. It wasn't until I was an adult that we had a hurricane that really did a lot of damage. There had been one before I was born, and then there was one when I was an adult that did a lot of major. So most of the time, they were more of an inconvenience. As an adult, um, experiencing the storms, is there one that really sticks out in your mind as just kind of like such a different experience than your childhood experience? Definitely. So my husband and I, we, you know, like you always have to decide when a hurricane's coming, what you're going to do. Are you going to stay? Are you going to evacuate? If you're going to evacuate, where you're going to go and all that. And so this one hurricane, it wasn't supposed to be major. It was only going to be like a category one. And so they weren't predicting it to be particularly destructive or anything. And we had just built a new house. And so we felt, you know, pretty, pretty solid about it. Um, we weren't anywhere near the coast. We were living in Pensacola at that point. And so we're like, okay, well, we'll just weather it out. No big deal. But my husband still covered all the windows with plywood. And so then we're in this dark house and it's really creepy when you cover all your windows with plywood. It's just the weirdest thing. And then the storm started and oh my, I mean, you know, we're like, this is not supposed to be a major storm, but you're just sitting there in the dark. And of course, the electricity goes off and you just hear all this banging and beating and, you know, whirling and all these sounds and you don't know what's going on. And then the wildest thing happened. All of a sudden it was just silent. And so we went outside and it was this beautiful blue sky, not a cloud in the sky, no wind, nothing. And we realized that we were in the eye of the storm. It was literally passing right over us. And I had heard about that, but I'd never experienced it before. And so, you know, all the neighbors, everybody comes out, everybody's looking, there's not a whole lot of damage. But it was the most amazing thing to be sitting there in the middle of the storm. And then, of course, it started raining again, so we all had to go back in. And then the storm continued, but you knew that the back end wasn't going to be as, as serious as the beginning but it was just such a cool spiritual experience because so often it's like we're sitting in the dark and all we're we're focused on all the the chaos and the noise around us and the fearfulness of you know what's going on and if we keep our eyes on God who is at the center of the storm it's just peace and calm and so I always remember that now whenever, you know, when I'm in the midst of a storm or whenever I'm going through, you know, storms in my life of remembering that eye of the storm experience. Yes, what a 
beautiful and very literal visual of uh, God's peace in our craziness in our lives. What were some things that um, in that storm and in others that kind of go through your head through the whole experience? A lot of it is the uncertainty because, you know, when a storm is coming, you don't know, like, first, you don't even know if it's coming to you. Um, you know, you have, they're big, but they're so crazy and everything. So even if it starts raining, you don't know if you're going to get, you know, a major storm, a minor storm. You don't know if there's going to be flooding. You don't know. You're going to lose your roof. So there's a lot of fear and uncertainty. And I always find myself, I start thinking about everybody else too. You know, like I'm praying for family members where they are, you know, Lord, keep them safe. And I start thinking about all the different people and it's, there's nothing to do but just sit and pray, you know, because when you're just there in the midst of it, um, that's all you can do. Now, we did decide after that hurricane that any time one was coming near, we were evacuating. And after that, we always evacuated. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've never been in an evacuation situation before. I hear that it's chaotic on the roads and just like leaving. How, was that your experience? Yes. Now, one time was so funny, like the first time that we evacuated after that, and we didn't have a plan. It was like during the day, it wasn't looking like it was that bad. And then as it was getting near night, they were starting to, you know, kind of rev it up and saying, oh, this is going to be much bigger than we thought. And it's coming here. So we decided, hey, we're just going to evacuate. Um, it was in the afternoon and we were just going to go the opposite direction of the storm. And then we would find a hotel room and stay once we got, you know, north. And so we packed in the car with our daughter and we start heading, you know, just no destination, just we're heading north. And this, it started raining and everything. And so we go farther in north and we, you know, like, okay, we've gone far enough. We'll just stop at a hotel. Well, it was already booked. And so then we kept driving. Well, at some point we got turned around and suddenly the wind was getting really bad and the rain was really bad and everybody was coming towards us. And we're like, these stupid people, why are they going into the storm? <laughs> we were the stupid people. For an hour, we drove south, not realizing it. <laughs> so then we see this welcome to Florida sign and we're like, what? <laughs> so we learned that you need to know where you're going and you need to make reservations before you leave. And um, now my husband's parents, they and his 90-something-year-old grandmother, in a, that I, get, I don't think it was the same storm. It may have been a different one. But they waited until the very last minute, and they ended up weathering a hurricane, a big one, in their car because the traffic was so bad, like nobody could get out of town. So all the cars were just parked on the side of the road when the, car, when the storm came. And so they ended up pulling, I think they pulled into like a gas station, but it was funny because his grandmother was like, this was the most fun. I mean, she just thought it was an adventure. <laughs> his parents, not so much. Oh yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah. I've driven through not a hurricane, um, but I've driven through a fun little rainstorm on a way home with family and, uh, we ended up in a gas station as well. And there were a few of us that enjoyed it. And then the rest were kind of like, can we go to bed yet? Yeah. <laughs> what did recovery look like after the storms in your community? Well, I think it's really cool because everybody kind of draws together. 
generally you don't have electricity. Um, sometimes it may just be a couple of days. Sometimes, I mean, one we had that was, I think it was that first storm. It was two weeks for a minor storm, but it, whatever it did, it just did a lot of damage. And so at first everybody is like, okay, we're going to help each other and everything. But this was in the middle of the summer and it's in Florida and nobody has air conditioning and mm. nobody had water for a while. And I discovered that I could live without air conditioning better than I could live without water. You know, <laughs> because you can't, you can't wash your hands. You can't flush. You can't get a drink of water. You can't cook, you know? So um, a lot of my friends, they made it through the hurricane and then they evacuated afterwards because they just couldn't handle the lack of electricity and water. But one thing that's kind of neat is a lot of times the hurricanes will tear down buildings that were, you know, kind of dilapidated and, you know, eyesores and they'll get torn down and they'll get replaced by newer buildings, stronger buildings that can withstand it. And so a lot of times you'll see tired looking towns that, Kind of get a facelift and that's kind of cool huh. interesting one of the questions i think a lot of people ask is like why does god let bad things happen why do you think god lets these natural disasters happen in our world i don't think you can go through a natural disaster and not believe in god you know, when you're seeing the power of the storm, when you're seeing the wind and the rain, and then especially when you're seeing the eye of the storm, it's not accidental, you know? Like, you can't say it just combusted and there it was, you know? It's all so powerful, and I think sometimes we get so caught up in our lives, and we just think that we're in control and we don't need God. And then something like that happens and you realize how infinitely small you are and how much you need God. And it's kind of cool too, because you see just how amazing he is, you know, the way he does things. A lot of times you'll see things that should have been destroyed that didn't, you know, and you're like, how did that survive? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we don't understand why God does what he does but we can see his hand in it. And to me, that is a very humbling experience. Yes, he works good even through uh, what appears to be disasters. And like you said, his hand is in all of it. What are some of the like life lessons that these experiences have taught you or how have they changed your mindset? Well, one hurricane that we evacuated from and now we had a house but also at the time my husband owned coin laundries and so we had these coin laundry buildings that were all around town and so whenever a hurricane would come we didn't have to just worry about damage to our house we would have to worry about damage to all these buildings and so you know and since they were spread out you know if it came anywhere near it could damage one of them and so with one of the worst storms we had evacuated and then we got home and our house was fine. And then we went to go check on the buildings and we were like listening to the radio and they were talking about the areas that were the hardest hit. And where one of the, one of the buildings was, was one of the areas they were saying it was hardest hit. And so we're driving along and as you're going along, it's like the damage is getting worse and worse. And so my husband starts praying 
just let there be walls. Just let there be walls, Lord. Let there be walls. And the reason was because the way the insurance was, if you had walls, you could rebuild the building. But if you lost the walls, it would have to be torn down and you would have to start from scratch. And so it was very important, even if you lost your roof, to have walls so that you didn't have to, because they were, you know, like concrete block buildings, so they would be fine and you could rebuild them. But if something happened to them, we would have to start over. And so the whole time we're driving along, Lord, let there be walls. And, you know, my daughter and I were there going, yes, Lord, let there be walls, let there be walls. <laughs> and we finally get up to the building. And I joke not, we have walls and nothing else. <laughs> the roof is gone <laughs> and the windows are gone, but we have walls. And then we realize, you know, we should have prayed bigger. <laughs> oh. And it was so funny that God gave us exactly what we prayed for. And we were like, we shortchanged God. You know, we should have just said, Lord, protect the building. You <laughs> know, everything happened to it. Uh, so I always remember that, like, you know, let's go ahead. God doesn't do the minimum. He can do the full amount, but he gave us exactly what we prayed for then. How long did it take for you guys to, like, fix it all up and have it back to normal? Well, it was such a mess. What happened, my husband, because we had multiple buildings and, you know, we did have to do roof work periodically, so he had a regular roofer. Before the hurricane hit, he called the roofer and he said, I just want to be on the top of the list that if I have roof damage, go ahead and put me on the top of the list because I want, you know, y'all to do it. And they're like, yeah, sure. They just thought he was like kind of silly, you know. <laughs> so as soon as, you know, we get back, we see the damage, he calls them and they're like, oh, uh, well, we're all booked up. And he's like, seriously? Like, <laughs> I told y'all. And so somehow or another, we didn't get on the top of their list. And so they kept saying, no, it's going to be several months. And we're like, we can't wait several months. Now, luckily with a laundromat, you've got your washers and dryers. So technically you can do stuff without a roof, but you know, kind uh -huh. of frowned on. So all these people come into town when you have a hurricane from out of town and they're looking for work. And so all the local roofers were, were already, you know, booked and so we ended up having to get a roofer from Texas, which was very scary because, you know, this is some stranger. He ended up doing a good roof job, but he did end up like, um, we paid him for more than he did. <laughs> he, he left before he was done with what he was supposed to do, but it could have been a lot worse. But yeah, that was like the worst experience as far as, you know, like everybody is trying to get work done and the contractors are. They can't do it all. After all of these experiences and things, what are some life lessons that you think our audience could take away from all of this? Well, I think it's important that we be prepared for storms. Um, it's funny because, you know, we lived in Florida, and after a while we got tired of hurricanes. Um, it was just like every time you planned something, you had to know that a hurricane could come. So we decided we were going to move to Tennessee. We moved to Tennessee and we had been here for a week and a giant tornado came to middle Tennessee. And so we were the first week we were there, we heard tornado sirens and we're like, what is that? Cause we didn't have those in Florida and um, we didn't have a tornado shelter in our house. And so that was really scary. And we realized that you cannot escape storms. They're going to be in your life wherever you're at. 
And so it's important to be prepared. And just like we ended up building a storm shelter in our garage um, in Tennessee, I think we need to be prepared in our life. We need to have a foundation, um, a spiritual foundation of knowing where to turn when, you know, when storms come, of knowing how to pray, how to, how to study scripture. We need to have people in our life that can, you know, we can go to for guidance and wisdom because, you know, we can't say we can just avoid storms. They're going to come. We just need to kind of have a plan for when they do, how we handle it. Absolutely. So is there anything else that you would like to add? Anything that maybe we haven't hit on yet? Um, I think it's just important that we, we just accept storms, you know, like just as a, you know, how a child, I thought it was fun as adult, not so much fun. But if we look at the storms as this is just a part of life, and God is going to do something through this storm, I think it makes it a lot better. You know, a lot of times we're so caught up in the storm that we don't see that good things come from these storms. You know, you get new roof, you know, <laughs> you, you get a facelift, you lose some of those branches and the, you know, that you didn't need. He, he does some trimming and stuff. And so I think if we look at the storms in our life as a growing experience rather than something to be angry at God, you know, something to complain about. I just think we're going to, we're going to be a lot more content. Uh, that instantly takes my mind to COVID and how it, I think it's so easy for us to really just focus on the storm itself and how I think a lot of us are struggling through it, but there are still amazing things, like you said, that God is trimming, God is working, um, and still working through that as well. Exactly. I keep I keep thinking of all of this as a storm. It is, and we're all going through it, and it can bring out good. It can bring out bad. And a lot of times, storms bring out who you are, and it makes you aware of things that you didn't even realize. You know, if you tend to live in fear, or if you tend to, you know, put your faith in the wrong things, God brings it out. Absolutely. So Sharon, one of the questions that I love to ask our podcast guests is, what has been your biggest God moment in all of your travels? Probably the, the traveling the wrong way. <laughs> it was so funny too, because we would stop at each of the hotels and they were booked and we felt like Mary and Joseph, you know, there's no room in the inn. You know? <laughs> and so we thought about that and, you know, the fact that we were thinking, all those stupid people going the wrong way and we were those stupid people. And the thing is, is we laughed the whole time. I mean, we had a great time in the midst of being dumb and lost and all that. But um, that, I think, you know, we could just see God at every moment through that. There were so many examples. Well, Sharon, we have really enjoyed having you on the podcast. How can our listeners connect with you outside of the podcast? Well, they can go to my website at SharonWilharm.com, and there they can learn about me. They can find my podcast. Um, they can find my blog. I spent seven years blogging about the film world. Uh, we were filmmakers, so they can read all those interviews with people. We have information about our movies. And so it's all there at SharonWilharm.com. And then on all social media, Sharon Wilharm. And I'm the only Sharon Wilharm, so I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> 
That's awesome, having such a unique name. I know. <laughs> well, Sharon, we've really appreciated having you uh, share your wisdom about going through the storms, and hopefully we can take some of those tidbits of wisdom um, as we brave the storms in our life. Well, thank you. Well, Christian Travelers, I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, safe travels and God bless.